Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, saying goodbye to the victims of the Texas school shooting. Funeral services begin for the first of the 21 victims, 19 children and two teachers. The Justice Department looking into law enforcement's slow response to the shooting. The push for gun safety legislation. Republicans and Democrats try again to find a compromise. Will things be different this time? Holiday travel woes, bad weather blamed for thousands of delays and cancellations as the cost of that family vacation continues to rise. Severe weather threats, the first hurricane of the year makes landfall, while thunderstorms and possible tornadoes threaten the northern plains. Where the storms are headed next. The war in Ukraine. Fighting intensifies as Russia steps up its offensive in the eastern part of the country. Strawberry recall. The FDA warning of a multi-state outbreak of hepatitis A infections linked to the fruit. And a Memorial Day tradition. Honoring our fallen heroes one note at a time. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Memorial Day. I'm Nancy Cordes in for Nora. Tonight, the nation pauses to remember the heroes, veterans, and Gold Star families who served and sacrificed for our freedoms. This afternoon, the president laid a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. Less than 24 hours earlier, President Biden was in Texas visiting families of the 19 children and two teachers who were gunned down in an elementary school shooting last week. 
Tonight, the community of Uvalde is preparing for the victims' funerals, and the Justice Department has announced it will conduct a critical incident review of the police response to the massacre. Lilia Luciano starts us off tonight from Uvalde. Lilia, good evening. Good evening to you, Nancy. You know, over the last week, I've been talking to children who survived the shooting and parents, and they tell me they can't think of a scarier thought than the end of the summer when they'll have to come back to school. Well, they may not have to come into this building, at least. During his visit yesterday, President Biden vowed to do everything he can to have the school demolished and rebuilt. Mourners gathered at this funeral home, just steps from Robb Elementary School. It's the same building where the gunman initially began shooting before his deadly attack on the school. Today, it's where a grieving community attended visitation for Amory Joe Garza. Also remembered today, Maite Rodriguez, the first for the 21 killed last week. Did Amory Joe's family tell you anything? They were very kind. We just cried together. On Sunday, President Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden placed flowers at a memorial with crosses bearing the names of the victims and later attended a church mass. As they left the service, crowds gathered outside urging the president to do something. He made this vow. The Department of Justice, at the request of the Uvalde mayor, announced it'll conduct a review of the police response to the shooting, but noted it is not a criminal investigation. Police are trained to confront an active shooter immediately. Yet as angry parents begged for help, the on-scene police commander gave instructions to wait, despite multiple 911 calls from children who were trapped inside. A federal tactical team took it upon themselves to storm the room about 75 minutes later. Of course it was not the right decision. It was a wrong decision, period. There's no, no excuse for that. State Senator Roland Gutierrez says the mother of a victim told him that she believes her daughter bled to death after being shot in the back and could have survived had police immediately gone in. Everybody that was here has some level of responsibility for their failure to act. That is a systemic failure. For Jesse Rodriguez, the pain of losing his 10-year-old daughter, Annabelle, and anger over the delayed police response is way too much to bear. Who do you blame? I blame everybody, all the officers that were there, even I, unarmed, no chest piece. I would have entered to try to do something. Now I stand behind a wall, even if you would have killed me, at least I tried. That school district police chief who was in charge of the police response was voted into city council several weeks ago. Today we learned from the mayor that although nothing can be done at this point to prohibit him from being sworn in, at least that special city council meeting set for tomorrow night will no longer take place as planned. Nancy. A really tough week ahead for that community. Lily Luciano in Uvalde, thank you so much. Across the country, violence continued over the holiday weekend with at least 13 mass shootings resulting in eight deaths. Back here in Washington, a bipartisan group of lawmakers is trying again to reach even a modest compromise on new gun safety legislation. There are, however, some glimmers of hope this time. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. Well, the week that begins after another string of weekend mass shootings from Tennessee to Oklahoma end with a breakthrough on federal gun control legislation. 
At the White House, President Biden expressed optimism, even invoking Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and Texas Republican John Cornyn, who's been tasked with joining bipartisan discussions. But I think there's a realization on the part of rational Republicans, and I consider McConnell a rational Republican, and Cornyn is as well. Um, I think there's a recognition in their part that the nation can't continue like this. A small bipartisan group of senators led by Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy planned virtual meetings tomorrow, with Murphy telling Face the Nation the proposals could include tightening the background check system used for some gun purchases and providing federal money for states to set up red flag laws, which allow judges to order guns seized from people deemed dangerous. Right now, um, parents in this country and kids are desperate for us to do something. They are frightened, they are anxious, and we will just add to their anxiety if nothing happens again. Murphy and Republicans say they're skeptical there are enough votes to ban high-capacity magazines or raise the age for purchasing assault rifles. AR-15s were around for 40 years before they were ever used in any type of mass uh, killing or attack. And so it is about the human heart. It is about identifying uh, the culprits and going after them. There are these preliminary discussions. Does that give your organization optimism? It does. I think this is the mom- this is the most momentum um, we've ever had in terms of uh, you know likelihood of getting the sixty votes in the Senate. It's still an uphill fight. Senator Murphy told CBS News he doesn't just want a political messaging bill that shows the differences. He wants a compromise. But Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says one way or another, there will be votes on gun control legislation when the Senate returns here next week. Nancy? Those votes will be closely watched. Scott McFarland at the Capitol. Thank you. The summer travel season got off to a rough start over the holiday weekend thanks to weather delays and cancellations. CBS's Errol Barnett reports that whether you're flying or driving, it's going to cost you more this year to get away. After the pandemic, it's been really great to actually get out and fly. Travelers across the country are venturing home tonight after one of the busiest travel weekends of the pandemic. I did see a good bit of traffic out there. The estimated 35 million holiday drivers are still facing record gas prices, hitting above $4.61 a gallon today. Being a single mom of three kids, that takes a toll on us. The average cost to fill up uh, increasing by $15 to $20 over what gas prices were a year ago. So it's certainly a significant pinch. Fuel data website GasBuddy suggests higher costs are not dramatically changing holiday plans. Oh, wow, what's in More Americans are going to hit the road this summer versus last summer. Part of the reason? Airfare prices have also spiked, with April seeing the largest one-month increase on record and the largest annual jump since 1980. Because the prices were high. Everything was way more expensive. From Thursday to Sunday, more than 8.8 million flyers took to the skies. That's 9% fewer passengers than the same holiday weekend in 2019. For some, vacation plans have downsized. Normally, we probably would have stayed three to four days. Now we're only staying two days. Memorial Day weekend is a great predictor for summer travel. Folks are going to travel, and it's going to stay busy all the way through uh, Labor Day. And for those who have yet to make travel plans, AAA says the time to act is now. There are still deals to be found right now, but they're disappearing fast. Book as soon as you can. 
Now, we've tallied more than 2,700 flight cancellations since Friday and over 400 today alone. Delta, the most impacted, is pointing to weather and air traffic control actions in Florida as some of the reasons. But this really just underscores how fragile some carriers' schedules are, Nancy, as we roll into the summer. Errol Barnett, hope they can all get home by tomorrow. Thank you. Tonight, the first hurricane of the season has made landfall on Mexico's Pacific coast, while parts of the U.S. are facing extreme heat and the threat of severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. So let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. What are we looking at? Nancy, it is rare to have a hurricane this strong this early on the Pacific coast of Mexico. Category 2 hurricane. The threats now will be the possibility for some flash flooding and some mudslides in the mountainous terrain here of Mexico. And as whatever is left of this, uh, the moisture in particular, we're going to have to watch this once it gets on the other side of Mexico and we'll continue to track what may or may not develop there. We know that there is an ongoing developing severe weather threat here in the upper Midwest. Intense long track tornadoes are possible. Giant hail is also a big concern out of this. It is likely there's going to be severe weather and there will be another hot day on the way for the Northeast. Nancy, back to you. Chris Warren, thank you. Now to the war in Ukraine. The fighting has intensified in eastern Ukraine, where Russian troops are pushing further into a key city. Meanwhile, in a major blow to Vladimir Putin, EU leaders have agreed to a partial ban on the import of Russian oil to that 27-nation bloc. This covers more than two-thirds of Europe's oil imports from Russia. CBS's MTS Tayab has more from inside Ukraine. As Moscow's brutal offensive only widens, we visit villages in eastern Ukraine, which are now in near ruins. At this one, we meet Mikola Shepelenko, who shows us the remains of a Russian missile that landed near his home. It must be so hard to have to live like this. We don't know whether we'll live or die, he says. Last night, a tank started firing on us, so we went to bed with explosions and we wake up with explosions. It's a similar scene in Severodonetsk in the eastern Donbass region. As Russian forces inch closer to capturing the city, life for those who are left is a misery. 90% of the city is damaged, power and cell phone services are knocked out, and food is in short supply. Yet, in a show of strength, Vladimir Zelensky was on the ground in the northeastern city of Kharkiv, which was recently wrestled back from Russia. The president hasn't been seen outside the Kiev region since Russia's invasion began over three months ago. But as Russia wages its war of attrition, Ukraine has a secret weapon, its people. These women are stitching together body armor vests on the front line. Hello. Hello. While at another volunteer center, Others weave together camouflage netting to be used in the battlefield. Volunteer Valentina Krivda says, as a Ukrainian, it's her duty. Really, you're all just doing anything you can to help. Absolutely, she says. I've been working here for three months without a single day off because we need to do this. Now, despite promising long-range artillery to Ukraine, President Biden has said that he will not be sending munitions powerful enough to reach Russian territory. Nazi. And the Ukrainians had been asking for those weapons. MTS Tayyab in Ukraine, thank you.
Now to the fight against COVID. While the death rate is down, the number of daily cases is more than five times higher than it was at this time last year. Medical researchers are investigating so-called COVID rebound, a re-emergence of symptoms after patients take a popular antiviral pill. Here's CBS News chief medical correspondent, Dr. John LaPook. As COVID cases continue to rise, Paxlovid is being prescribed to try to keep high-risk patients out of the hospital. But now the CDC is warning of potential COVID-19 rebound after a five-day course of the treatment. If you take Paxlovid, you might get symptoms again. We haven't yet seen anybody who has returned with symptoms needing to go to the hospital, so generally a milder course. After a patient recovers, rebound has been reported to occur two to eight days later. Still, the CDC says the benefits of taking Paxlovid far outweigh the risks. Among unvaccinated people at high risk for severe disease, it reduced the risk of hospitalization and death by nearly 90 percent. I managed to avoid COVID infection for over two years. Infectious disease expert Dr. David Ho tested positive for COVID after attending a COVID conference. He took Paxlovid and his symptoms went away. Were you surprised when you got symptoms again and tested positive? I was totally shocked. I I did not expect that. And that's because I had tested negative six consecutive days, including two PCR. Pfizer, the maker of Paxlovid, says it is currently seeing a rebound rate of about 2%, but is continuing to monitor patients. It sounds like the risk isn't so much that they could get very ill again, but that they might unknowingly go out and infect somebody else? Exactly. And if COVID does return, Dr. Walensky has this advice. They should test. They should put their mask back on. And if their test is positive, restart the isolation protocol. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, New York. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The FDA is investigating a hepatitis A outbreak possibly linked to organic fresh strawberries. There have been 17 cases in California, Minnesota and North Dakota, with at least a dozen people requiring hospitalization. The strawberries were sold in March and April at Walmart, Trader Joe's and some other stores under the brand names H.E.B. and Fresh Compo. If they're in your freezer, throw them out. There was a bizarre attack on one of the world's most famous paintings. Witnesses say a man disguised as an old woman in a wheelchair threw a piece of cake at Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. It happened at the Louvre Museum in Paris. The man also shouted, think of the earth. The cake hit the glass barrier, though, and did not damage the masterpiece. Two years ago, a Memorial Day tradition began, and it continued today. Americans lifting up their instruments to remember the fallen. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman. In a country that often seems divided, this felt like a minor miracle. In red states and in blue, 
from our city centers to our nowhere middles. Americans of every kind came together for this one-of-a-kind Memorial Day tribute. Taps across America. Since 2020, we at CBS have been calling on musicians, horn players especially, to honor the fallen by playing Taps at 3 p.m., the national moment of remembrance. Our ultimate goal is that someday the true meaning of Memorial Day will be inescapable. That no matter where you live, at 3 o'clock local time, you will hear taps lofting over your neighborhood. And just based on the videos already rolling in this year, we're well on our way. We got videos of people on their back decks and the deck of the USS Yorktown. We heard taps echo around the track at Churchill Downs and off the metal roofs of every Lowe's in the country. It was performed by children, like Noah Bates, who played with his Vietnam veteran grandfather. And it was performed for children. Eagle Scout Ricky Lazaro played in Uvalde, Texas. But no matter the audience, no matter the setting, the message carried across this land loud and clear. We will never know exactly how many played this year, or how many heard. But what we do know is that Taps Across America has been widely embraced in all 50 states, a tradition to remember. Steve Hartman, CBS News. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, airlines are facing the biggest pilot shortage in recent history, how it could affect more than just your summer travel plans, and how the industry is trying to train and hire new pilots. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Nancy Cordes in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.